Best of 2022 plus What's Next, published on December 27, 2022. Written and read by Dror Pollack. 2022 is drawing to a close. It's been intense. My family and I started the year in a new home, in a new town, with a new baby boy, scaling multiple steep learning curves in parallel. We figured it out. I'm grateful for being able to make a living by doing what I love, reading, writing, and meeting incredible people. Thank you for reading, sharing my work, and sharing your thoughts. You have no idea how much I appreciate it. Quote of the year. In a network economy, the hubs must get bigger as the network grows. This is from Professor Albert Laszlo Barabashi's Linked, a book published 20 years ago. The book provides an introduction to network science, drawing on early data from this new thing called the World Wide Web. Two decades later, the core insights from the book are still underutilized and underappreciated. Chief among them is the inherent tendency of networks to breed inequality. I wrote briefly about it in a couple of articles that I linked to in the original post. This is a theme I plan to spend more time on in the coming year, figuring out the correct policy responses and personal strategies to help you make the most of it. The the runner-up quote of the year is, a participant in a complex system controls almost nothing but influences almost everything. So this is a paragraph from Professor Scott E. Page's lecture series, Understanding Complexity. It highlights another aspect of how our connection via the web turns us all into participants in a giant system that no one controls but everyone affects. Online, every action we take affects what we and others see. Every strategy we employ triggers an immediate adaptation from customers and competitors. Every like and share impacts the success of a variety of products, both online and offline. And more broadly, even Behavioral changes that the internet enables contribute to reshaping the physical world. I wrote a bit about this in various articles that I linked to in this piece, and this is another theme that I plan to spend more time on in 2023. Book of the Year So it's usually hard to pick one book, but it was easy this year. Melanie Mitchell's Complexity, A Guided Tour, drew most of my attention, or more of my attention, than anything else. This is a book I've read before, but I reread it this year and found myself spending months down various rabbit holes that it opened up. The study of complexity focuses on the patterns and order that emerge from the simple interaction between interconnected and interdependent so-called agents. These could be people, ants, cells, cars, companies, anything. As Mitchell points out, complex systems can be thought of as machines that process information. For example, in the same way that a city so-called decides or processes the information that figures out what shows people would like to see or what color of clothes most of them should wear or which types of food to serve at 7 p.m. on a Tuesday on the corner of 34th and Madison Avenue. So these decisions are based on the processing of all of the information of, based on all of the actions in people within the city. Uh, and maybe they're not optimal, but they're the best that you can come up with uh, by processing this type of information. So the city itself can be seen as a system that processes information to produce these type of answers uh, in order to create economic growth or efficiency or to optimize for whatever it is that uh, it's trying to optimize for. Uh, The book by Melanie Mitchell is accessible. It's not too long, but it's very dense, spanning computer science, biology, physics, economics, sociology, game theory, and beyond. Uh, It defines many terms relevant to the study of markets, cities, and any system involving intense interaction. It also highlights ideas that I think are the building blocks of any intelligent conversation about the future. For example, this quote, a linear system is one you can understand by understanding its parts individually and then putting them back together. So this seems simple enough. In the 20th century, most human work was linear. 
we produced things. Inputs such as labor, capital, and raw materials went in on one side and output in the form of consumer goods came out on the other. But these days, most human work is nonlinear, becoming harder to understand the relationships between what we do and the value that it creates. This has immense implications for how we spend our time, how companies are structured, how ventures are funded, how cities are shaped, and more. Uh, I'll publish a list of recommended books and articles in January, books exclusive to premium subscribers, and I'll explain a bit more of what that means in a moment. Some of my most read articles of 2022, uh, I linked to all of them in the original post, uh, in praise of Ponzi's on why pyramid schemes will be the dominant marketing method of the next decade and beyond, the meme leak theory contrasting China and the US's approach to information and viruses and why the latter might prove less risky over time, keeping New York City on top. This is a playbook, relatively long article that I wrote on how cities should adapt to a post-COVID world. The money is the message on why distorting the cost of money messes up all economic and social communication, but how it also conveys an important truth about our current economy. Perpetual gamma squeeze, how coordinated crowds are turning the economy and society on their heads. Housing is the new office, how an oversupply of offices can create an oversupply on housing in some situations. No floor, no ceiling. The internet gives more people an opportunity to win, but it also forces everyone to play the game. Rise of the 10x class, why the robber barons of the 21st century are the people who used to sit next to you at the office, and how AI and the internet will contribute to that inequality. Abrogation theory, in a world with unlimited information, thinking for yourself is irrational. There's links to all of these articles uh, in the actual piece, which you can find on my website, drawpollock.com. So what's next for 2023? So I'm using the quiet week between Christmas and New York, New Year's Eve, to freshen up my website. You can check it out, see the updated layout and design. Let me know if anything is missing or broken. You may have noticed, if you visited, that there is a new membership section on the site. So to welcome 2023, I'm adding a premium subscription tier to my newsletter. Premium members will receive bonus weekly posts, digests with recommended articles and books, access to comments, and they would also join exclusive Ask Me Anything webinars that I'm going to do uh, every now and then, maybe once a month, maybe once a quarter. Your support enables me to dive deeper into the technologies, strategies, and ideas that will define the coming decades. If you find it valuable, consider a premium subscription. It costs like two cups of coffee, but it does last longer. You can get yours on the website. Another way to support my work is by inviting me to give a talk at your next corporate offsite, board meeting, or event. So over the past few years, I spoke at gatherings by Bank of America, Indeed, Boston Consulting Group, UBS, CBRE, and dozens of other companies and organizations. You can learn more about my speaking work on my website. So what will I be writing about in 2023? I'm 42. My father still asks me <laughs> what I do for a living. And even when I say I'm a writer or independent researcher, it doesn't get any easier. I often struggle to provide a clear answer when people ask me, what do you actually write about? When I ask my readers, they tell me I write about the future of work or cities or tech or real estate. Now, these topics often seem unrelated, but they have a clear professional and personal theme. The way I see it, I write about the evolution of complex systems, markets, cities, social networks, and their impact on our lives. From a personal angle, my work is about survival. It is an effort to figure out what comes next and how to make the most of it. I'm a descendant of people who have the habit of being born in one country and dying in another. People who tend to get their property confiscated and their relatives killed by whoever happens to be in power, 
Nazis, fascists, communists, and in earlier times, good old-fashioned princes and landowners. Keeping track of how things change and how they might change is a compulsive habit that I have turned into a full-time job. So what will I write about in 2023? One, the unfolding future of work, where it happens, how it happens, what organizational structures it creates, and who gets most of the rewards. Also, the adaptation of cities and buildings into a world beyond offices. Not a world without offices, but a world in which the workplace is no longer the main anchor and where the workplace is no longer an empty box in the middle of a larger box. I'll also write about technology's impact on income inequality, human dignity, and freedom. I'll write about what networks do. So despite the hype, we still severely underestimate the Internet's impact on anything and everything. Once we're all connected, many things start behaving very differently. And in light of all of the above, I'm going to write about relevant strategies, theories, historical analogies, and ways of thinking about it, about all of the above, drawing on anything from biology and physics to the history of music and memes. One thing I want to do more of in 2023 is to be more practical and optimistic. I want to explore more solutions and practical ways for individuals, communities, and governments to make the most of these crazy times. I also want to do more interviews with people that interest me, similar to the ones I've done with Casey Climes, the Lich Shalom, and Nicholas Bloom over the past few months. Once again, thank you for your support. Here's to a happy and healthy 2023. Thank you.